this podcast Kate Gutowski from GE talks about her journey in using data analytics in transforming sales organization so stay tuned Welcome everyone to another episode of Future of Data podcast. Today we have with us an amazing guest, uh, Kate Gutowski. She is uh, leading GE's digital transformation for sales. And uh, a brief bio, so Kate has 20 years of technical sales, marketing and product leadership experience across various global divisions of GE. Kate is currently based in Boston and worked as VP of Commercial Digital Thread, leading digital transformation of GE's 25,000 plus sales organization globally. Prior to relocating to Boston, Kate and her family lived in Budapest, uh, where she led product management, marketing, and commercial operations across EMEA for GE Current. Kate holds um, an MBA from University of South Florida and a bachelor's degree in communications and business administration from University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. So with that, Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, agreeing to step up and sharing with our audience your perspective. Yes, thank you, Vishal. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. So why don't we start with your journey? Like, so when I was reading your bio and, and when I was um, looking for reaching out to you for this podcast, I think some of the things that really stuck out to me, so transformation, sales, GE, and 25,000 plus, right? So all good, yeah. all data, scale, importance, uh, talk about disruption. So everything, like un, it's 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 one of those iTunes contract where everything is under, like between the lines, there's so much going on that um, I said, why don't, why don't you sort of, uh, so thank you so much for agreeing to jump in on the call. And so why don't we, you talk yeah. about your journey? Okay, yeah, great. No, thanks, Michelle. So, um, so thanks for inviting me. Um, so, look, I've, I've been with GE for 20 years, um, and and look, you know, what I'm leading now is probably the most fun that I've had in a long time because it's really the intersection of three areas that I love. You know, our um, leading our sales functions at a company. Um, you know, we're leading a team of uh, product managers um, that are really dedicated to building, to building, buying, and co-creating. Um, you know, the next wave of, of digital tools for sales. And then, you know, it's also the intersection of digital, right, and software and kind of what's new with technology. So um, it really kind of blends together three things that I really love. Um, and, and you're right, the, uh, the task can seem daunting um, because we have 25,000 sellers in 180 countries. But one of the things I've learned is, um, you know, through this process is that, you know, any time that you're trying to drive any type of change, um, it can seem overwhelming if you look at it in total. Um, but the key is is to really look at, you know, um, you know, is to familiarize yourself with the law of innovation. So I don't know if you've seen that curve before, but the law of innovation talks about how if you're trying to drive a change, all you really need to do is focus on the early adopters, so the first 2.5%. And then the in you know and I'm sorry you need to focus on the innovators the first 2.5 percent and then the next 13.5 percent which are the early adopters and that gets you to 18 percent and that's really the tipping point of which um, any change will happen and when you when you think about it right I mean when I I was speaking at a conference last week 
and you look out into the audience and you see a sea of iPhones. But if we were having this conversation maybe eight years ago, um, you know, it would have been a sea of Blackberries. And so you think about, well, how did we transition? How is it that we all have Blackberries and now we all have iPhones for the most part? Mm. It, it really was those innovators and those early, you know, the innovators were the ones that slept out, you know, at the outside the retail store overnight to get the iPhone. And then the early adopters were the ones that would, you know, um, learn about it, go buy the iPhone, and then bring it to the office the next day and say, Vishal, look what I can do. Um, you know, did you know you could do this? And, and so that's when change starts to happen. Interesting. We'll resume after a short break. This part of the podcast is brought to you by First Friday Fair, fastest AI-powered way to find your next opportunity. Check out the website, First Friday Fair. .tao.ai and find your next dream job. Let's get back to the podcast. So, um, and and so, what's 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 your journey in, in that looks like? So, uh, what brought you to to sales and what brought you to to this level? If you can if you can walk us through that, that will be amazing. Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, I I graduated from the University of Illinois in Champaign and and I joined GE right out of college. So. Um, I was uh, a part of a corporate training program called the Technical Leadership Program, and it was a great program because it was two years of really, um, you know, teaching us how to be, how to, when we graduated, we were, we were going to become great technical sales engineers and, and, um, and specialists, and so, um, you know, got that great kind of foundation and education from GE along with the leadership training. And, um, you know, and then from there, you know, I really cut my teeth in the world of sales and, um, you know, started off selling switchgear, um, you know, did a variety of different sales roles, um, calling on big retailers like Home Depot, but also calling on distributors and contractors and end users um, that are in, you know, retail and hospitality and all different sorts of industries. And so, um, you know, that was a lot of my experience. Um, was in you know sales and then um, you know started leading sales teams um, you know and, um, and and from there just progressively grew into bigger and bigger uh, sales leadership roles um, but along the way you know I feel lucky because I was also able to try other things so um, a good example is um, when GE um, really popularized um, Six Sigma um, you know if you wanted to get promoted you had to become a Six Sigma black belt and so I was able to learn how to use statistics to improve processes and how to bring that to customers. Um, and I was also, you know, that was also when the internet was really, you know, this was like 2001, you know, or so the internet was really starting to take off. And I also had really interesting roles like um, becoming an, an e-business e leader, hmm. um, which was really a, um, a, you know, kind of a, a good training ground for the role I have now, which is really, um, taking the requirements from customers and sales and translating those to IT um, to build, you know, a, a generation of products that are, you know, that are, that, um, are on the internet to really drive sales productivity and, and, and delight our customers. Interesting. Interesting. Thank you so much for walking us uh, through that. So let's, let's talk about your current role. So if you can walk us through what do you, what's your typical day looks like, what's your current role, that, that'll be really helpful. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I would, well, I would say um, my current role right now is, is really leading um, GE's digital sales transformation. And what we call that is we call that the, the commercial digital thread. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a strange term, um, digital thread. Um, but what it really means to us in GE is that it, it represents uh, what we think of as the digital DNA uh, for the company. And so, you know, really all of our work starts with our customers and, and the commercial team, the sales team is the front line. And so if we don't get the data right um, on the front side, as, you know, then, then as we kind of move through the process, uh, you know, with finance and manufacturing and supply chain and others, it can really have a negative effect. So it's really important that we get our data right um, because as we move through the company, you know, a 1% improvement, um, you know, on our inventory, for example, is, is worth $90 million. Um, that's really significant. And, um, you know, if we deliver 5% productivity um, for our sales force, that represents, um, you know, $6 billion, which is, which is quite significant. Interesting. Wow. Wow. So um, I think... One thing that that I was fascinated, as very fascinated about, is the transformation. And I think whenever I'm so impressed by companies like GE or IBM's or AT&T, for that matter, who have been there forever and they have weathered through a lot of lot of change, a lot of uh, disruption. I was actually reading into one of the study. Um, so it was, I think, when AT AT&T come up with the with the with the cell phone, they hired McKinsey to to predict that how much uh, cell phone would be in the market in 10 years. I think it, it was somewhere in late 80s. And McKinsey came up with saying, hey, by 1990, there would be 900,000 cell phones or something in the market. And but in 1999, there was 109 million cell phones. So they were off by 120 times of, 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 of their estimation. So when you, are, when you are in that market where sort of a um, lot of disruption is going on, and and with with company like GE or IBM's or like when you have a very widespread, you are pretty much doing almost everything around the sun. The disrupt like you are always facing this this idea of disruption and and the S curve of of evolution. So how to cope up? How do you cope up your sales force uh, when you are going through such a rapidly transforming organization? And I think recently even GE said, hey, they want to be. They want to be more of a software company, and they want they're focusing. Pra- so they, that's a that's a massive rapid shift from from what they used to do, and they say, okay, no, it's it's important enough that we should as a company focus on more digital um, assets than than sort of our our legacy, uh, what our, what we are known for. So, what are some of your takes on uh, how as a leader um, of a sales organization would you have to cope up in in this in this transformative era? We'll resume after a short break. This part of the podcast is brought to you by First Friday Fair, fastest AI-powered way to find your next opportunity. Check out the website firstfridayfair.tao.ai and find your next dream job. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, so it's a great question. Look, I think um, one of the realities is is that the entire world is changing. You know, industries are getting disrupted and changes everywhere. And, and so I think it's naive for sales leaders and sales professionals to think that disruption isn't going to happen to them. It absolutely is going to happen. And I, I think one of the, um, you know, one of the um, most important points is, is that, look, our customers are fundamentally changing. And I think that that's really important to recognize because, um, you know, and Forrester, you know, put out some great pieces that really talk about how customers are changing, but the customer buyer journey has changed significantly. You know, when I was selling, 
um, you know, I, I controlled a lot of the information and the, the pricing and the warranties and all of the information that customers wanted. Today, that's not the case. Um, you know, today there's more and more information online, and it doesn't matter mm. whether it's a very complicated, you know, made-to-order industrial piece of equipment or, you know, a less complicated component. Um, it, it's still available, and I think our customers, because of the experience that they're having with the consumer internet, you know, the ease of, of booking a hotel or a vacation or what have you, um, you know, it, it may be happening at night, and then the next morning, the sales professionals you know, get up and, and they come into the office or, or, you know, and they see and they have to use their tool. And, and you know, a lot of the tools today um, in CRM are really databases. And so part of why we're working on this is because we recognize that our customers have changed. They want to do business with us differently. And so we need to change. But we're also doing it because we want to enhance the employee experience. You know, the, our employees want to have the same type of experience that they have in the consumer world, um, but they're not having that today when they get to work. And so, you know, part of our job is to change that because we, you know, we believe that when we transform the sales experience, we will transform the customer experience as well. Interesting, interesting. So let's let's talk about um, data science in sales, right? So, um, yes. how is sales now? galloping on uh, on all this data and 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 so what are some of some of your thoughts what what some of the trends that you are seeing that you can share yeah absolutely so look so i think one of the one of the trends that we're seeing is that you know customers when they meet with a sales professional which isn't very often they want to mm. meet with us less um they we really have to maximize our time and that means that we've got to really curate and craft personalized customized insights for that customer and where those insights come from is really a lot from data, right? And so one of the things that we're doing is, um, you know, we've got to enable our, our sellers to be able to provide those insights um, to customers. And, um, and so data has never become more important. Data is critical. Um, I would argue that the, you know, the, the um, sellers of the future that are going to win and the sales leaders of the future that are going to win are going to be incredibly um, um, tech savvy. They're going to be, you know, um, very, uh, you know, digital natives. They're going to be um, well versed in data and data science and and how to really create insights for customers that are deep and meaningful. Interesting. And one thing that um, that I was very fascinated uh, about was the span of sales organization that you have, twenty five thousand plus. How can you plan a digital software for that? Because they're they're representing different product lines with with different clothes, different way to sort of different channels out there. So, what are some of some of the things that comes to your mind when you say, okay, let me plan, um, or or let us plan a, 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 a an ecosystem that empowers these sales folks uh, in 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 delivering better outcomes for the, for the company. Yeah, absolutely. So look, I mean, I think one of the things that people may or may not realize is, is that the sales technology landscape today is exploding. So what happened to marketing about seven to nine years ago, you know, the mar marketing as a function has completely transformed. Um, and, and what's happening to sales is that sales is changing right now. Sales will change more in the next five years than it has in the past 50. Um, and it's happening right now. Um, so I think one of the things that, that, that we've recognized is, is that we need to invest 
in creating a technology stack for sales that's going to make them become as efficient and productive as they possibly can. And, you know, and when we unlock, you know, 5% productivity um, because of our scale, you know, that represents $6 billion. So, um, you know, it, it, it's a worthwhile investment. Um, but to your point, because we have such different diverse businesses, it can be challenging um, at times to, to say, well, what can you invest in? So, so my role in the company, right, is to really look at, you know, I, I'm really the horizontal, right? We've got vertical business lines and aviation and power and, and other businesses. But what, you know, but what GE Digital is, is it's really a horizontal. It, it, it runs across the company. And so when we look at what we're going to invest in, you know, it, it makes sense for us to only invest in certain things once or twice um, you know, not, not nine times. Um, so a good example is, um, you know, one of the things when we crowdsource and we asked our field sales employees, what's the most important thing that we can work on that will create value for you? One of the things they told us is they said, look, I want you to take the two platforms that I work on most, um, you know, CRM and Outlook. You know, in this case, it was salesforce.com. And I want you to combine them into one easy-to-use platform to save me time, so I don't have to manually tog between two systems. I don't have to, um, you know, retype data. Um, you know, it carries over. And so we invested in that, right? Like we invested in it one time, mm -hmm. and then we're able to reuse and recycle it across all nine businesses. That's a that's a good example of a common need um, that is scalable across the company and creates value. Interesting. So, um, well said, by the way, I think I, I, I love the aspect of um, tech stack for sales. So I think that's that's very um, uh, good to hear. Yeah. So one thing also, I, I myself in that conversation a lot nowadays is, so marketing folks saying, mm -hmm. hey, you know, uh, sales and market, the line between sales and marketing is thinning right now. So there's a lot more overlap than it used to be. And, and I think in, in some degrees, we started seeing the word uh, customer success or customer journey and then both the yeah. both the vertical jump on that that keyword saying okay we own like so how is how is the sales paradigm or, or sales uh, paradigm changing um, if you can shed some light on that what are some of the some of the trends that you are seeing that uh, that that's happening nowadays we'll resume after a short break this part of the podcast is brought to you by first friday fair fastest AI-powered way to find your next opportunity. Check out the website firstfridayfair.tao.ai and find your next dream job. Let's get back to the podcast. Yeah, you know, I, so, so look, I think, um, so it's a great point, right? Like who owns customer experience? You know, is it sales or is it marketing? I would actually argue that it's everyone, mm. <laughs> right? Everyone in the whole company has to own the sales experience, you know, has to own the customer experience or quite honestly, we're not going to be successful. If it's just sales, or if it's just marketing, or if it's just sales and marketing, I would argue that that's not enough. It's not good enough. And the reason why is because we live in the age of the customer. You know, our customers are so much more demanding, and, and rightfully so, um, you know, because of the internet and, and the access to information and data. And so today, it takes the whole organization, you know, it takes the best thinking from from product management to technology to manufacturing to you know all the different finance you know to all the different functions to create value for the customer and so 
I think that's actually, you know, one of the things I think about is how do we leverage our scale better? So how do we um, leverage all 300,000 GE employees to wake up every morning and solve for the customer? Um, you know, one of the ways I would argue that you can do that today is actually with the data and, and with kind of a focus on, you know, on customer scorecards. You know, one of my visions right now is I'd like to have, you know, for an every GE business, I imagine a world where we wake up every morning and when you open up your computer, you don't see your Outlook or the GE homepage or maybe the ESPN scores. What you see are the customer scorecards that are built mm -hmm. on data. And that way you can really tap into all 300,000 employees and enabling them to really wake up every morning and solve for the customer. I think if we could do that, then you know we're really taking advantage of our scale. Interesting. So mm -hmm. one thing that that I, 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 I really liked about your profile, so product management, sales leadership, and uh, transformation, right? So these three things together. And, and that reminds me of BlackBerry days. I think about five, wow. six, seven years back, I was talking to one of their product managers and, and he was saying that, hey, you know, um, we are still meeting our numbers, right? So we are still hitting all the expectations, all the KPIs, we're just killing it. It's just the market that that got changed, right? So, when you are in that in that sort of disruptive uh, ecosystem, right? So, yeah. how would so? What are some of some of some of the things that you, um, as a as a as a sales leader, want to equip your sales workforce so they they understand or, or help companies save themselves from these transformative uh, changes that or disruptive changes that that you have that, that that are not in your radar but suddenly it just took your entire in, uh, industry by storm so do you, do you have any take on that yeah yeah so um so i think um well actually i'm sorry can you repeat the question i'm sorry yes so 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 basically um so company like blackberry right so they they were they were hitting all their all their KPIs. They were hitting all their numbers, and suddenly the market changed, or or they and and some they yeah. missed out on 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 the key indicator that that they would have monitored, and now it's too late, and they're they they did some catching yeah. up, but they they failed to catch up, and, and uh, we we know right. whatever happened to that. So how does a company uh, of that magnitude and GE is way way bigger than that? How would what are some of the practices that you would suggest um, that someone could yeah. do to safeguard their workforce uh, from that, that change? Okay. okay, great question. Yeah, great question. Look, I think, um, you know, for, for any company of any size, um, I think the way that you, and, and look, we're not perfect, you know, mm -hmm. um, we make a lot of mistakes, but um, I think the key is, you know, can you learn from them? And, mm -hmm. and look, I think one of our big takeaways is that the key to not being disrupted is to constantly disrupt yourself. Um, that's the first piece. Mm. But the second piece is, um, you know, so you've got to look for ways to, to constantly disrupt yourself. You, you saw that actually with GE Current, right? Current was a startup um, inside the company that was really created to disrupt, um, you, you know, the, the energy industry. Um, mm. through a, and, and, and so that, that's an example of that. But, but I also think, though, that we have to all, um, you know, really embrace startup thinking and startup principles. So, you know, Eric Ries in his book, uh, The Lean Startup, you know, David Kidder uh, wrote, you know, a, um, you know, a similar book. Um, and, and look, I think 
um, working, the more we can work, act, and think like a startup is just critical. And, and for us in GE, you know, what that looks like is a process called FastWorks. You know, mm -hmm. FastWorks is about enabling culture change for us. It's about how do you, no matter what you're doing, no matter what industry you're working in, how do you come up with new ideas and test them? You know, think small, you know, create small tests, and, and test and learn and, and, and fail. And, and don't be afraid of failure. Actually embrace failure. And, and actually, the more you fail, the better, because the more you learn. And then in that process, you're then iterating on, on an idea or a product or a program over and over and over. And that's really, I think, how you kind of fend off from, um, you know, you, because because the biggest threat to any company is a, is, is a startup. So the way that you counteract that is by thinking and acting and working like one. Good point. I think that that's a, that's a beautiful point. So one thing that, that I always wonder about, and, and this is, so the bigger the company, the stronger the culture of the company, right? And um, and typically, um, if if you see verticals like sales or marketing, they are very up and coming, hip, trendy, because they are evolving with the pace of customer and all that fun stuff, right? So how does so in 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 your in your strategizing uh, about a sales force and empowering them, how much does a a a cult, role of culture play? Uh, in in sort of empowering and in equipping that each of the each of the sales workers they like should they be more towards the customer side like customer comes with their own culture right so they come with their own they have their own yeah. need that they want fix and then uh, as, as as a corporate entity you also have a, a very strong culture that's why you exist and, and you you somehow nail the idea of scaling and and s sustaining so what are some of like um, what are some of the thought, some of your thoughts on on equipping your sales force for the culture of the company? Like, how, how what's the role that um, that, that culture play in, in your sales? Sure. Um, so, so you know, if we think about the culture of sales, I think that's actually like one of the things that we're trying to change, right? I think we're um, hmm. you know we want to become you know I think as a company we're trying to become more customer obsessed. You know, we have a new CEO in place, and he speaks a lot. You know, John John Flannery speaks a lot about um, customers as our true north. And mm -hmm. I think one of the things that we really want to become as a company is, you know, customer obsessed and driven by data. And um, you know, that's not you know dissimilar to um, Amazon's model. And I think that the more that we can do that, um, the better we you know the better off we'll be. But look, it's very hard, right? Because mm -hmm. if you're truly customer obsessed then you're doing things that are good for your customers every time and not just good for your company. And so that is, you know, a culture change for any company. Um, and, 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 you know, I think it's a work in progress, right? And there's tests of that every day. And I think, you know, one of the, the big things that we have to work through culturally is I think that in the past, sales has wanted to go out and kind of hunt you know, a customer and win a customer on their own. And what we have to move to is really more of a team selling approach because, mm -hmm. the, because the customer has changed so much and is more demanding and, and requires more value, um, you know, to make an investment. That means really working with all the functions. And that means IT is really important. That means that finance is really important and so on and so on um, in this equation. Great. 
great so um now now let's 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 talk about um uh, a, a wannabe ge's right so if suppose um i'm i'm representing a company that's 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 growing that's transnational with multiple product lines and um, maybe industrial engineering what are and i and i'm tasked to put up a digital strategy uh, when it comes to like empowering sales and 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 doing that what are some of the suggestions that 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 you could you could give to those leaders who are actually getting into the ge's shoes and saying okay i want to design a very digital uh, connected strategy to empowering my my sales sales workers um yeah look i mean i think you know our initiative is called the you know commercial digital threat and and mm. what it really means is this whole idea of creating a connected digital ecosystem um that's really designed to do two things right it's designed to make our teams more productive and to drive growth mm. and so um you know our litmus test is is to make sure that everything that we're investing in is going to either drive productivity or growth um and and, and i think um so so i think you know for those companies you know i think any company size company can start working on this um can you know, can start to think about um you know how do they want to digitally transform their sales force what i will tell you you know some of the things that we've learned is is i think that there's a misconception out there that it's only young millennials that will use technology um and that will adopt technology and and i have to tell you that that's not true mm. um we have um what we see is is um is uh you know um technology that's adopted by all different areas of our sales force and um you know and and, and really it's it's more about you know are you curious you know do you have an appetite to learn um you know are you willing to try you know digital transformation is really more about human transformation it's really about you know do you have the right mindset and are you open um to new ideas interesting i think that's fascinating um uh, uh, suggestion so embrace technology uh to empower workers and and, and understand yeah. where your customers are and, and i think that's that's fascinating so that brings me to my next question so um sales is primarily also about where's where your cust- where your customers are hanging around right so being being there where your customers are and just being in front of them and 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 giving them an experience so how do you and and right now and i think um, i work on the digital side quite a lot so every day there's a new social network there's a new channel that's open uh, to to engage with your customer now thank god i'm not on sales right now how do sales cope up like how do you um, uh, understanding all the outlets that the customers are using and then and then mastering that to creating that that experience that customers can can connect with your brand so what are some what is like how do you guys cope up uh, if 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 you can share your thoughts yeah around customer experience um yeah look i i think you know there's no question about it i think um customer experience is going to be the defining um way that uh, companies are going to either win or lose in the future um uh, it's going to be all about customer experience um so I- I think really doubling down and investing in that as an area um to drive growth is going to be really important. Um I think you know we're actually going through this right now. Um you know um uh Tom McGinnis and our company leads uh customer experience um and 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 so I would say our healthcare business and our power business are probably the furthest along 
and you know, in the spirit of uh, reuse and recycle and kind of taking advantage of our scale, um, you know, we're looking at how can we take the learnings um, from what uh, healthcare and power have done already um, with customers and how can we apply that to the company and you know, create really one platform um, and, and really re, you know, in enable the customization that's needed at a business level, but take advantage of the architecture and, and the data and, and the investment in micro in creating microservices. So for example, mm. if we're gonna pull data from an ERP system, we only really need to do that one time. Um, you know, that's one microservice that we need to build and then we reuse and recycle um, you know, to, to enable others to take advantage of that. So yeah, that's gonna be a really important area for us in the future. Interesting. You, you, you talked about uh, customer centricity a while back. So uh, if, if you can, if you can um, share for our audience what customer centricity is and 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 basically um, and how it affects sales, if you can just quick, give a quick sort of rundown on that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I think what customer centricity means to us is it's really about you know um, are are you you know are you customer centric? So you know are you priorities? Are you are you putting the customer in the center of everything you do? Mm. So every decision you make, um, every investment you make. Um, you know, it, it all needs to be um, for the, you know, for the benefit of the customer. Because without our customers, we don't have a company. Mm. So, um, so I think it's, it's, it's that whole idea that the whole organization from every function um, is, is putting the customer first in everything they do. And, and I don't, you know, I think if we're really honest with ourselves, you know, I don't think that everyone is there today. I know we mm. aren't, um, mm. but we, you know, we're, we're, working, we're working on that. We recognize that that's important for the future. Interesting, and um, now let's let's talk about the startup within GE or or like um, so. If suppose um, I am a startup guy and 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 I'm and I'm tasked to put up a um, a sales strategy um, to so what are some some of the some of the key takeaways or some of the thoughts that you could suggest with your vantage point that I should do um, to have a successful. Um, sales strategy that will help me grow um, to the scale that G is or, or at least to the to the to, to the um, sustainable scale yeah you know um, look I, I think um, you know in terms of um, you know in, in investing you know I, I would say you know put the customer first you know in the center of everything you do um, and, and look I also think it's important to invest in data. Um, you know, I think that, you know, one of the big learnings that we've had is that, um, you know, and I think this applies to companies of any size, is, you know, what is the state of your customer data? Um, you know, when we started on the road of this transformation, um, you know, we had a very strategic decision to make. Hmm. Um, and I think this is true of anyone leading a transformation. You know, are you going to go after the shiny new tool or are you going to go after what's hard but important, which is building a solid data foundation. And look, I'll be really honest with you, it was a hard decision for me because I knew that um, what was gonna be valued was the shiny new tool, but mm. I also knew it was important to really listen to my team, and my team was telling me, Kate, none of this is gonna work if we don't have a solid data foundation. That's and true. so, you know, by investing and, and creating, you know, our, our oil and gas business generates more, more customer data in one month than Airbnb does in an entire year. But the problem is, is that 
you know, we've never really prioritized customer data um, the way that we have financial data or other types of data. And so I think as we move into the future and we know that customers are going to become increasingly important, customer experience is going to be increasingly important, then it's, it's critical that you invest in um, creating like a digital DNA that really represents your, your customer data. You know, from, from our experience, we took, you know, it was 1.5 billion disparate mm. customer data sets. And by creating data governance um, and, and, uh, and really standards for the, you know, for all of our businesses to follow and then really partnering with them to implement those standards, we now have um, a much cleaner look at our customers, which are now organized from 1.5 billion into 350,000 neatly organized customer entities. Interesting. I think one thing that, that again, I, I really like about your profile, so, and, and particularly even for GE, so very progressive. So they understand what's going on today, despite being of, of a size that they are, uh, they still do all, all, all the, the cutting edge stuff that's out there today. So, and, and I think that as and I, I was just talking about culture, right? Culture is very thick and all that, right? So we, we, and this is my personal problem too. I talk to a lot of companies who are, very fixated on the on on their sales strategy they say okay we know we making phone calls cold calls that has been working so we just keep we just double that although we're not scaling seeing the scale yet but probably we'll see some scale at some point in future and they keep doing that so now if you are running that organization which is very sort of uh, it's difficult to uh, we, we can say cultural savvy or, or, or at least very thick culture what are some of some of your your strategic uh, suggestions that you could have for those leaders who are trying to bring transformative change into the civil organization, but the leadership is not buying in? Uh, so, what are some of some of your uh, thoughts on that? Yeah, um, look, I, I think um, I was really lucky because um, you know I had leadership that really believed in this and and prioritized it. But look, you know, if, if you're um, you know. It, it, like what I've learned is, is like just because the leaders say so hmm. doesn't mean it will be so, right? You still have to impact change at all levels of the organization, and it's a it's a constant uh, battle. Um, so, so what I would say is, you know, look, I think data, you know, is the key, right? Hmm. Um, the more data you have about how your business is changing, about how your customers are changing, about how your sales process is changing I think that the, those are the that's the data that really helps you know your leadership to see why digital sales transformation should be prioritized and look you know in some businesses it's going to be easier to get than others but that's really the data that you need like so for example you know a lot of um, the Forrester data talks about how customers you know B2B customers um, don't want to engage in with a seller until they're about 80% through their buying journey. Well, that's not good, right? And, and, and that's not good for a lot of the B2B sellers um, because they're not in control of the deal. So, um, so what's important in that is to really understand, you know, as much data and analytics as you can about your sellers. So for example, you know, what are the, what are the behaviors of your top sellers um, and, and what are the behaviors of the lowest sellers? Mm. And then how can you use data to, to determine whether your, your sellers can become top sellers or, or bottom sellers? 
you know, there, there's great analytics now. Like, for example, Microsoft, you know, for all those of your list, listeners that are investing, that have invested in Microsoft 365, there's a great, um, you know, area called My Analytics and, and mm. Dell's Analytics. And what that enables is that enables you to look at the behaviors of the top sellers and say, okay, we know that our top sellers typically have more contacts inside the company. We also know that our top sellers have more contacts at the customer. We also know that our top sellers spend more face-to-face -face time with their customers. You know, and, and so through Dell Analytics, through Microsoft, through your existing investments in 365, you can get that data and you can look at it and say, how are we performing? And, and, and I think that the, that is like one of the quickest hits that is out there right now is to really use those latent assets and, and then ask yourself, how can you get more value and get more learning? Great. Uh, couldn't have said any better. I think I, 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 I love it. So one more thing that um, that I'm, I'm curious about um, is um, so being digital or, or going digital from from your, your, your legacy business, right? So now sales and marketing, they often lead the curve of technology evolution, like adoption. So they have to be at the first or forefront of whatever is going on. So if I'm an organization and, 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 and I want to transform into digital, um, what are some of the suggestions you could, you could, you could give to me? Um, what, should, what are some of the first five steps or first three steps or whatever that, that means I could do to at least get myself on the journey of going digital? Okay, yeah, that's a great question. Uh, look, look, I think there's um, there's like two steps that I'd really prioritize. I think the first one is what we, we and GE call uh, digital twins. So how, how can you create digital twins of your existing assets mm -hmm. um, and a lot of and, and also of your and also of your existing processes? Um, and so you know, a quick and easy way to do that is to you know use sensors and and start to get data off of your existing assets. Um, and, and, and processes. And so, you know, when you create that digital twin, you can then do iteration and modeling and you can make tweaks and make changes and that enables you to really uncover and unlock some of the productivity. Um, in addition, there's also the digital thread, right? Activating the digital thread, which to us means, you know, how do you activate the digital DNA of the company? And, and, and that's really about um, you know, creating this data thread throughout everything you do. Um, and look, we, we took our first step with, um, you know, the first part of the data customer data foundation, but we have more work to do. Um, you know, the next area that, you know, we'll be prioritizing is, um, you know, orders. Um, and, and, and there's several other areas, um, buckets, but, um, you know, orders forecasting is a, good, is, is a good one, right? I mean, the more data sales can give to supply chain, the more accurate it is, the higher the data quality, um, the better they can plan their inventory. And, um, you know, the better we plan our inventory, we use our cash better. Um, we use our inventory dollars better. And ultimately, we should be serving our customers better with better lead mm -hmm. time because we have more of the right inventory and less of the wrong inventory. So, so when you when you when you are talking about digital digital uh, thread, so is that is that um, digitizing the the journey of customer conversion? So, what what exactly is is digital thread? If you can if you can shed some light on. Yeah, yeah. So digital thread is 
um, this whole idea of, of digital DNA. It, it's mm. basically just the data that runs through your business that, and, and it's, it's, the da- it's the thread of data that enables you to run your business. Um, so, you know, in, in very simple terms, that's data like customer data, it's pipeline data, it's orders data, things like that. And interesting, by the way. Thank you so much for for, uh, for clarifying that. So, what is your relationship with IT? So, when when you're sort of uh, putting in, into that, so would you be would you be more comfortable having uh, a kind of a shadow IT empowering uh, sales, or like how would how would uh, a transform transforming sales organization deal with deal with the bottlenecks of IT, or or deal with the IT? So, if you can shed some light on that. Yeah, it's a good question. Um, so look, you know, um, I feel strongly that the sales leaders of the future, their best friend needs to be the CIO. Mm. Um, you need to be attached at the hip with your CIO if you're going to be successful. Um, I think IT plays a critical role um, in our in our in in the success, in the future success of our customers and also of our of our sales leadership. Um, because they really have, um, you know, and, and re- look, it's really the partnership. It's mm. really, um, you know, the, the partnership. You, you need the functional expertise of the sales leader who understands our customers and our sell- selling teams and our processes um, combined with uh, the, techno- the technical expertise of the information technology group. And I think, um, you know, the more technical they can be, the better. Um, because there's a lot of options out there right now. The, the sales technology landscape is exploding, and I think the better that the you know the information technology team understands the requirements and the needs, um, the better the partnership will be. Great, interesting. I think well said. So let's let's talk about um, some of the mistakes. Um, some of the mistakes that you are seeing some of the other transformative leaders uh, making some of like some of the pitfalls that that you see um, other other um, leaders going through transformation or, or, or digitalization if you can shed some light on that what are some of the key mistakes that 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 you see a lot of people do yeah yeah absolutely um, so so look you know we've made a lot of mistakes um, you know I think you know I'll, I'll give you an example um, one of the um, one of the mistakes that we made um, is, 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 or, or you know, and, and this only comes from, from you know, doing it, um, is we, we didn't recognize that, you know, I think we thought when we first started that digital sales transformation was just all about technology. Hmm. If we just gave the sellers some digital tools, then life would get better, sales would get better, and, and away we would go. Um, but look, that's not the case. It's not the case at all. Um, because the reality is that today technology is advancing so much. You know, my team and I are incubating technologies, um, artificial intelligence, machine Mm. learning, predictive Mm. analytics. And what we see is that, um, technology can solve a lot today, um, for sales. The problem is, is that we, um, very often lack the um, education, we Mm. lack the mindset, Um, you know, we're not as open to change as we need to be. And and the other piece is, is that quite often we just can't imagine a world where we would work differently. 
And, mm-hmm. and so that is really the biggest, um, so, so, so that's why I talk about digital transformation and mm-hmm. human transformation, because without investing in people, without investing in their skills, their capabilities, the knowledge and education, um, you're just not going to get digital transformation. Um, and it's really important. I think it's really under, you know, mis- I think it's misunderstood. And, 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 and you know, and, and look, because, you know, the way it works in an ideal world, right, is you would, you know, you'd have, you'd make the investments in um, the change and, and the new mindset and the education. Then you'd introduce a technology uh, mm-hmm. that can transform our process. And then you'd kind of help it to all converge. Um, so that, that's one of the things that we're going to be relooking. Interesting. And, and, and you, I think you talked about people. I think that's fascinating. Well, well you brought that, 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 that topic up. So sales is also about human. Uh, aspect right so it, it's it's done between humans so far so what like what are some of the challenges that that you see around um, uh, that that you can share that um, the sales folks um, are, are facing amidst of all this transformation about this all this uh, disruption that's going on in the in the landscape what are some of the some of the yeah. uh, some of the challenges if you can if you can if you can walk us through that yeah you know what I see is is I see that our sellers are actually excited. Um, they want uh, change. They want transformation. They want to be more productive and more efficient. And, and, and look, just like any change, um, you know, like some want it more than others. Um, I think I think if you're really clear, and I think if you make the sales team a part of the journey, you know, one of the things that we did early on, the first thing we did was we asked the field, you know, what do you want us to build? What do you want us to prioritize? And we crowdsourced it, hmm. um, you know, and, and, and so we, that was the process that we used um, through our Genius Link team here at GE, um, you know, to, to get, uh, you know, we had over 7,000 of our 25,000, you know, participate. And, and they were very clear. They told us, and, and we used that data then to build our product roadmap. And our product roadmap is really made up of these three pillars um, around productivity, insights, and collaboration. And you can see the products that kind of align. And, and exactly as they ranked it, you know, one, two, three, you know, one through, I think it was like 12, um, is exactly as it stands on our, um, on our roadmap. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. So um, now as, as a sales leader, how you keep yourself uh, ahead in the game? Like, how do you how do you invest in yourself and keep keeping up what's going on? Because I think you're undergoing all this uh, transformation as well. So, it, what are some of, some of some of the some of the thoughts there? Yeah, yeah. So, look, I mean, I love to read, and um, and and I would say that there's you know a book that I read that really helped um, when I was working through this. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of Simon Sinek and his book Start mm-hmm. with Why. Um, I think if you're leading, if any of your listeners are leading any type of transformation, um, that's a critical book. Um, what it really talks about is the importance of purpose and that when you are trying to drive change, you're trying to drive transformation, you've really got to be talking about what the purpose is. And the purpose can't, you know, and, and look, one of the mistakes I made, you asked about mistakes, was hmm. when I was talking about why we were investing in the commercial digital thread, I talked about it um, you know, that it was about growth, speed, and productivity. But the reality is, is that when we, we crowdsourced the purpose 
And what resonated most with our selling organizations was this whole idea of, you know, that um, that what they want to wake up every morning doing is to build a to build trusted relationships with their customers, so mm. that together with their customers they can uh, change the world. You know, GE's about our GE's greater purpose, and this aligns to GE's greater purpose of we want to move power and cure the world, and so it aligns really nicely there. Interesting. So let's let's talk about uh, your key to success. So if if suppose like what are what are some of some of uh, your best practices that really helped you through your evolution as as one of the sales leader of a transformative organization so what are some of the things you, you could share yeah you know um look i think we're all a work in progress and we're all just like learning and and failing every day but i think probably one of the biggest growth areas for me has just really been um becoming comfortable you know i'm a very type a person um but but really like embracing failure um i'm just convinced um you know i think it was partly um you know due to the work um with you know a new startup like current um and also you know um uh, we we sort of think of ourselves you know um those of us working in digital transformation we really think of ourselves as a startup hmm. um and so i think um embracing failure and and knowing that failure is okay that actually if you're not failing you're actually not making progress. Um and I think that that's a big um learning moment. Um and and it's so important. Um you know, I I like to come home at night and have dinner with my family and I'll ask my kids, "What did you fail at today?" And I ask yeah. them that question because I want them to grow up being comfortable with failure. um because if they are then you know they're definitely going to try things that I would have never tried and and um you know get closer to their achieving their goals and their dreams that is a great uh, parenting tip for any for every parent in the, in the i think yes i i love it i think uh, i couldn't agree more embracing them to yeah. fail so they can try um, it's 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 it's, uh, it's remarkable so well said and i think we are almost at the tail end of our conversation and um kate it it it's fabulous it's fascinating so before before we part ways i'd love to have your closing remark for our audience like uh, if if you have one yeah no great look um thank you so much vishal for having me um you know what i what i'd love to share with your audience is um that you know digital uh digital transformation is really about human transformation Uh, I really encourage you uh, to partner uh, successfully with your business counterparts um, mm-hmm. and really work together as one team uh, to really solve for the customer and to really see how the power of data and how data can be harnessed, um, you know, to really solve um, and, and deliver outcomes for our customers. I think that's really um, what digital transformation is all about. that's couldn't have said any better with that kate again thank you so so much uh, for agreeing to step up and talk to our audience and being very candid and and open to your journey and sharing your best practices with with our community you are welcome anytime on the show um, to to come back and and talk about your journey from now to there on and 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 discuss anything that we have missed out with that thank you so much and um, Again thank you thank you for an amazing session. Okay great. Thank you Vishal. Thanks so much. Awesome. Yeah.